Can I vote for myself because I'm the only one that can drive? <laughs> yes. Oh, no, Sophie can. I can Sophie drive. Yeah, Sophie drives. Oh, wow, we know each other. Well, she can't. You don't know whether she plays drums or whether she drives. Have you ever yeah. met the girl? I've, I've met her once. Once for a photo shoot. Right, team, welcome back. Welcome back to the Scratch Truckle podcast. Today, we are joined by two incredible artists. They have three amazing singles out of the minute with a soft, melodic indie sound that is moving closer towards the punky area. It's very unique, but sounds completely familiar. Their first two take me back to when, and just like Kevin, we have Sweet Coins joined on the virtual sofa today. How are we, boys? Yeah, we're fine. Um, having a lovely day. Uh, it's a bit obviously trash because we're stuck inside, but we're loving it. We're loving to be here. So, how are you guys? Yeah. How are you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've not I've not left my office for like six days. <laughs> That's about right. You said people are imagining you with like a huge beard. And like... <laughs> no, this this is the growth. <laughs> this is yeah. about as good as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, right. same old, isn't it? Back on the virtual interviews. But uh, well, I think as usual, we normally dive straight into, I always say the more boring stuff. I feel like it's quite self-deprecating for a podcast. Some interesting stuff. But uh, back to basically who Sweet Coins are, what your sound is, the conception of the band, all of that sort of jazz. Oh, well, well yeah. So um, to start with, the we started like 20... 19 or 2020 it was the last year wasn't it 2020 yeah yeah, yeah. It, was. it was i think it was june or i think it was may or june of last year um and it was actually me and louis who uh kind of well louis gave me the inspiration for it um since we worked on the song which we might be releasing we're still possibly figuring it out yeah we're still figuring it out called worth it um who people have probably heard it before um but like we listened to that and I was like, okay, this is very kind of uh, Scott Pilgrim inspired, which obviously is my favorite movie, if people don't know. Um, and then I was like, you know what? Let's just make a band because I want to be the front man of something. I want to be, you know, up there on stage and just having, you know, a good time with all the lads on stage. Um, and so I asked Louis to join in if he wanted to join. And obviously, he came out with some incredible riffs and some like, ideas and everything. So then that wank him off too much. Sophie came on board because obviously she was a drummer and didn't have anything to do. I already knew Jamie, uh, the bassist, who was in my house, and he was like, Yeah, sure. And then we also added Mickey later on down the line. Um, uh, because obviously he wanted to be part of something and I was like, well, uh, you know, he's got really good ideas and kind of, he knows how to produce. So kind of milk that. <laughs> but um, yeah, then we really started working on Take Me Back to When, which was, well, I say they started. <laughs> I basically did the entire thing and just said, is this all right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can vouch for that. Yeah, that was oh, it. Really? Tommy. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. What? So you literally like wrote, produced, and recorded it. Uh, it was all done in this bedroom right here. Wild. Um, I, I just had an idea and started playing around with some chords, and I was like, "Oh, this this could work." Mm. Uh, so I sent it off to Louis, and then 
apparently sort of, I had like a whole produced song. Yeah, it was sort of like a Snapchat back and forth for a while, wasn't it? Like, what do you think of this? <laughs> yeah, sort of conce- conceived over like 10 seconds. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, too many things, but... <laughs> it's very impressive is what it is i always think it's like mad that because there's one thing a band going into a studio and recording a song when there's a setup there you might even have a producer and you've got to turn up you know do vocals do guitar but to sit in your bedroom with your own equipment and have that like whole creative process is it's like a whole other thing isn't it i find it very impressive um it's like uh when you when you're just stuck in your room all the time, you don't get any inspiration, and you're kind of just like doing the same stuff every day, and you just get you get bored and tired of it. But then when that inspiration hits, a whole song is created, and you just it doesn't you don't understand it. Mm. Yeah, does it just uh, a lot of people have described it like the songs are already there, you just find them, and is that kind of how you feel the songwriting is to you? Like, because it kind of like falls out so naturally. Well, sometimes it's. Um, I start off with like all the kind of the backing stuff, like the backing tracks and like the guitars and like all the the instrumentals behind it. And then over a couple of days, I just keep on jotting ideas down and then seeing if I can put them into a song. Um, and then it just, it kind of flows together. And then obviously I send it over to the band and then try and change whatever they like criticize on. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I like that though. It's, it's a good way to do it, to be able to have like, the band's input as well and uh, i think it's always just good to have that idea and then have them come in but then moving forward is that still been how it is or has it become slowly more collaborative so i'm trying to introduce them but it's just <laughs> it's every time i get them. an idea yeah logo you know it's i think that's the hardest thing you know you get this you get like ideas for writing songs and things and you know everyone has different strengths and so if i want like a fantastic drum beat in this thing that i'm writing then i sort of either go to tommy who's a great drummer himself or our drummer Sophie and you know it's just sort of it's, it's hard when you're not in the same room because you can't sort of experiment you sort of think that you've got to take on board everything they've given and then send something back which is already perfect so it sort of loses a bit of that sort of organic process of jamming mm. out in a studio which I think we do miss but I, I think it in a way gives sort of um it gives a different feel of a song, you know, it, everything feels a little bit more calculated and a little bit mm. more sort of pristine, which, you know, it could be a good thing or a bad thing. But. Yeah. Have you not found it hard? Cause you're even from your pretty much like beginning, you've been in lockdown, sadly, like right, right from the beginning, right from the get go. So like, were you only able to work into rehearsal rooms and studio sort of time? Have you not had much of a chance or is there something where you've kind of managed to get in, squeeze in, in the summer or anything? Funny thing about that is we've never actually practiced together. Never. Wow. Oh, that's so wild. I've never, I've never seen with my own eyes our drummer play the drums. What the fuck? How bad <laughs> is that? That's, that's actually blowing my mind. That is, that is literally the same as me and Joe doing a podcast, and I've never seen Joe talking to a mic in person. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's mental. That is so mental. it becomes so hard to sort of match energy, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I think thanks to Tommy mostly, to be fair, it's working because he is he's absolutely, you know, spending all night writing songs and things and uh, it's fantastic. And then he sort of sort of gets like the meat of it and then uh, normally sort of sends it off to me with uh, a file name saying solo, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
do you do you like because I'm quite interested because obviously Tommy's very much into the the writing side of it. Do you like being given this section where you can kind of freestyle over? Does it allow you to does it fulfill your kind of creative needs in that respect? Well, um Sweet Coins is sort of one of my projects. So I'm also another artist in my sort of uh, own thing. Oh, um, cool. So that's where I do most of my songwriting and things. And uh, for Sweet Coins, it's, um, yeah, just it's given me the chance to sort of fall into, because I always I always was a guitarist growing up, sort of just like doing lead guitar. And then mainly when uni started, I started sort of writing more and doing producing and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I love bit like doing some doing the Sweet Coins stuff because it allows me to go back to sort of just being that lead guitarist. Mm. If I have sort of input for a song or lyrics and things, obviously I'll tell Tommy. And so we work on lyrics quite a bit together, to be fair. Um, Cause for some reason we just have a very similar writing style and it sort of blends really well when it comes to that. Um, but yeah, no, I really like, I really like just being sort of guitar and being able to sort of, you know, put all of the effort into that and just yeah. make that as good as I can make it. Yeah. That's, that's sick. Do you, how did you lot meet? Right. I'm confused with this now. Cause <laughs> right. because of, because of lockdown, it's all been in lockdown. You've not even seen your drummer fucking play. <laughs> what, what, what's the, what's the conception story? How did that kind of like, like meet and become the group that it is? So um, let's start it from the start. So in 2016, um, me and Jamie knew each other from college. Cause we both went to Cambridge um, oh, of I course. Moved, I moved from Birmingham to Cambridge and I didn't know anybody. Nice. Um, and I met Jamie and obviously we became friends. We also started up a band with a couple of friends at college. Good old sockets, big up. Um, <laughs> Is there um, music out there somewhere? No, it, it, we, it, we literally split up as soon as we left the uni. And, oh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so me and Jamie came to the same university, uh, did the same course and everything. So obviously we knew each other from the start. Um, and we also knew Mickey from 20, I think it was 2016 or 2017. Um, cause we went to like all these gigs, like, um, neck deep and all time low or like kind of nice. you know, pop yeah. gigs. So yeah. we went to them and met Mickey from that. And like, obviously we became mutual friends with that, uh, from Will with Mickey. Um, then that's kind of the backstory with that. Uh, and then I came to uni, I met Sophie first um and i didn't know she drummed like i didn't know she was a drummer um and like one day she just showed me like her drumming i was like wait you're a oh, shit. drummer <laughs> <laughs> so i kept that in mind for like a year or so mm. like, if you you know um and then obviously finally came to second year of university it's where louis came in um i wasn't friends with him to start with because obviously i didn't know him blah 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 but then obviously we got to know each other he became one of my best mates and then boom here we are yeah. Wow, I like that. That is sick, and I think it. It's. Just, I'm like, oh, it's like you can't. For me, like we do this, we've known each other fucking. I don't even know how many. God years, knows, like, like fifteen what? years. Like, so it's easy. Do you know what I mean? Because we just like <laughs> you'd know. But I always think, and quite a lot of bands like we've had their stories where they're like, especially uni ones. I can't believe when you just meet, and I think like COVID sets talking about. They literally put an ad on like tinder for bands and were like i'm a singer i need a guitarist and a drummer and people responded like yeah i play drums went to the studio and they were like oh this is sick and then now you know they've played sold out to deaf institute and stuff and i'm like how like that's wild that you can just sort of come together and it works and now it's even more impressive for you because you've done that without 
even going to a rehearsal. Seeing the drummer drum like, without even being <laughs> in the same place. I mean, that just it does add a whole another layer to those songs that are out there now. Yeah, we've been trying our best to get recording studios and kind of play everything. Um, we are working with a producer at the moment um, called Amber. She's amazing what she does. Um, and we're trying to get recorded, like stuff recorded. We got, I think, two songs kind of like the backing stuff done back in December, I think it was. Early December, um, yeah. Yeah, it was early December. Uh, we got that and then we weren't able to use the facilities and we still aren't. Um, no. So we're still trying to get in the studio, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and trying to find rehearsal spaces as well because obviously all them the shut. And I've been mm. saying to them all the time, oh yeah, we need to get in a, re- a rehearsal studio or like you know practice and jam and all that. But it's just been impossible. Um, yeah, since I mean, we're trying to be safe with it as well. You know, we don't want to be we don't want to be idiots about it and sort of break lockdown rules and things. So exactly. You know, I think we just got to be patient and eventually it will get there. And when it does, hopefully we won't just sort of get in the room and all hate each other. (laughs) (laughs) It would be quite funny. Imagine that you all meet and they're like, oh no, this is shit. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, yeah. (laughs) No, I'm sure not. And I think um, it's quite nice because it gives you the chance to build up a bit of a following around these songs so that when you do get out gigging, you've got a following there. And I've said that before, like a lot of bands go through playing to a lot of empty rooms, but you might find that you can sort of skip that stage a little bit because you have that time to build up a following. So that must be quite exciting to get gigging and think, oh, we've already got, you know, a portfolio out there that's had a bit of backing. That is yeah. the hope, yeah. Because we've, mm. we've got we've got a, f- a few listeners on Just Like Kevin, haven't we? I think it's 1.5 thousand. Uh, yeah. yeah. And mo- okay. most of them come from the area that we're actually in as well. So oh, that's sick. good. Yeah, there's a good, good. there's a decent chance that you know um, gigging comes back, and for our first show, we can sort of do a headline, which would be absolutely fantastic. That'll be we'll be there, be there. I'll have banners out. Thank you. Yeah, 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 mate. If anyone gives it like this is this is a call to anyone listening. People send us tickets. I am coming. It's packed. Like no matter where it is, no matter where it is, I'm 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 there. Like can't get can't give that up, can you? (laughs) Go. No, we have said this to everyone and, and it is true. Like we will be there. So it's like it is, but I think that's, people will probably find it easier as well because I think a lot of people have that perspective that they're just going to go. So if you put mm. a gig on and normally people might be like, oh yeah, they're, they're quite good, but you know, I'm busy. The people will just be like, I'm going to see them. So yeah, I think it, it must be really exciting to think when it does come. It, yeah. It's going to be hoping after this happens, everyone's just going to be raring to go to a gig. I, yeah. yeah, exactly. Big time, yeah. It's going to be really exciting. So I think we could delve into the songs a little bit more because I'm quite interested now in, in the processes behind this. So with Take Me Back to When, you said that was you. Just like Kevin, where did that come from? Because like the start, the intro is, is very unique and there's a lot of very like very unique things going on throughout that song. So Yeah. Um, so I'll, take, I'll talk about Take Me Back to When first. Mm-hmm. Um, so Take Me Back to When was actually inspired by covid (laughs) surprisingly Um, because when it was during the summer everyone was in lockdown and we were just like do you know i want to go back to the simpler times i want to go back to having fun with my friends Mm -hmm. um so i remember like i had this kind of faint memory in my head um when i was in cambridge where i was with like a lot of my good friends um and we just went out into a field got drunk and like had a really good time um and i just thought about that and i was like take me back to when mm. I was like you know we got drunk again like it kind of like just saying um let's just take me back to the simple times or like you know the nostalgic times and it's kind of a good thing for everyone as well because when they listen to it they kind of think 
nostalgic moments and that they want to go back to obviously them certain points in time. Um, yeah, it, it captures that sound really well. It does have a really nice nostalgic feel to it, almost a bit like the only way I can describe it is to some of the slower songs on um, Jamie T's Don't Carry On The Grudge. it's grudge grudge. i always fuck the name of the album up but it's almost (laughs) a little bit like the slower the slower songs on that one and i think it it captures this really nice sound to it do you have any specific influences that kind of dragged you down that line of music style so i was listening to kind of like more of the indie stuff at that time so i was getting into like um the kooks the hunter um catfish in the bottle men but then I was also obviously still listening to people like Moose Blood, Movements, Turnover, Story So Far. And I mm. kind of just mixed them both together. And that's what happened. Because I wanted something that was upbeat, yet melancholy. Mm. So I was just like, I wanted to do a different style and add kind of 80s sounds into it, like um, phases or chorus or something like that, just to kind of give it a bit of spice. Yeah. I like that. I think that just really come through. And like I said to her before, I like said it's like it's atmospheric. Like it is one where you put it on and it does sort of take you somewhere a little bit because there's just there is a lot going on and you get that sense. And I think it's a bit strange because for me now it's almost had a different effect because when I hear it, it almost takes me back to when it came out because it was like last summer. Mm. It sort of reminds me quite a lot of like what last summer was like. And I'm picturing like sitting on cod all night with everyone and like doing lockdown bits and bobs, but it sort of takes me back to then, which is quite interesting now that as it goes on, it might be like quite a nostalgic song in that way for people. So I think it's nice. Flashbacks. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little even bit. If they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does, it, to be fair, it takes me back to um, going down Hyde Park in Leeds because it's a seri- that, that period of time where like the, during the summer, we kind of just sat had a few beers and there ain't there weren't many of us but it was that time where you could kind of get out but you shouldn't have got out but you could get out like it was one of ones where like everyone made the 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 educated decision that we're not seeing our grandparents so we're gonna go get pissed somewhere <laughs> which i feel like uh, probably not something i should be admitting mid-covid but like <laughs> like it's, yeah it takes me back to that period of time no, so it's a really it is it's got a very distinct sound i couldn't quite pin it onto anything specific really mm. but i think that's that's the beauty of it isn't it really mm. Um, but then just like Kevin, how'd that come about? So I wrote the backing track like straight after Take Me Back to When. Because this is when I was like constantly just like popping out songs like yes, mm. yes, yes. And just all, they kind of sounded the same, but different at the same time. Mm. Um, it was the same chords, um, but kind of just messed around a bit. Uh, but with Just Like Kevin, um, it was originally called something else. I can't remember. And it was originally sung by me. Um but then I went to Jamie because me and Jamie lived in the same house um, in second year. And so like, we obviously just worked on songs all the time. Um, and then just like Kevin, I wrote the backing track to it. And I went down to him one day. Uh, he was in the kitchen. I was like, I've got a backing track for you. Do you think you could put one of your songs over it? And it was like, we can try. Um, so he had this like song, which was originally produced for like just acoustic guitar. Um, and I just, just turned it into a whole kind of massive song and the at the start there's the talking part isn't there yeah yeah um and that was just like we've just messed about and we just like take it in one go let's see how we go and then he just said he just like said all that and i was like 
wasn't what I was expecting, but it really works. Yeah, <laughs> um, I really like that. I think it makes it's very authentic, and it? it gives it a little bit of a like an insight into the process of how you're doing it. And it obviously shows that obviously we have a good chemistry between the bands, and mm. kind of we can joke about a bit. Like when he said all that stuff. Um, he was sitting in the chair that I'm sitting in and I was just sitting on my bed and I was all I hit, I like, just looked at him and I was like, you really just said that, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but like, he, I love him anyway. Like, it's just a bit of a joke and it is kind of fun to look back on because then you listen to it and you're like, okay, that's actually kind of funky. Yeah, I like it. And I think it does, as you like, as there's so many, we've said about it before, but it's, everything's so saturated that even a little thing like that gives it something unique and people like like that you can sort of cling on to that and be like okay like i've not heard this sort of thing before so then instantly you're sort of listening more to the song so i think yeah i really like it yeah and we've got a third single to talk about haven't we yes indeed um one that's actually been in works before sweet coins was a thing um this was done in january last year i think it was a year ago um and i wrote this song because i was just i was going through it bit of a rough patch um and all these lyrics just came to my head i was like okay this is kind of i like this so let's just continue with it played around with some stuff and the first kind of draft and the kind of demo as you can say sounded absolutely terrible no did it it, it was the worst thing i've ever heard in my life i <laughs> louis, sent it to louis <laughs> yeah i was gonna say louis nodding in approval there like, <laughs> what, 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 what did you think when when he, when he sent well, it through well when he sent it to me for the first time it had nothing to do we sweet coins didn't exist you know um mm. And so Tommy sort of sent me that. I still got the file, by the way, Tommy, the original. Oh, no. oh my god! <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe I can release that one day. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So Tommy just sent that to me. Just B-side it on the single. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to release that by myself. Make some, make some yeah. of that. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Make some, make some of that sweet money, coin. You know? Big exactly. Buy that. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> Very nice. But yeah, no, he sent me. He's, I do remember him sending it to me. Be like, what do you think? And at the time, I was just like, "Yeah, sounds great, mate." <laughs> <laughs> no, you like, can't lie to your friend like that. No, but it, like, we, mate, we kind of knew at the same time that it was yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I could tell it wasn't something that he'd been like putting his heart and soul into. You know? <laughs> it was a but, quick write at the beginning, but then I think when we got into like lockdown, kind of COVID, like struck mega. Um, I just went, you know what? It's time that I just redid that song and kind of just finished it. Because mm. I finished most of the lyrics and everything, like just the chords, and that was it. Um, and I was like, it needs something more. It needs this extra kind of element towards it. Um, and so I sent it off to one of my, f- uh, I think it was this guy um, who he was doing producing for free. Like he, he'd done like a lot of band stuff before. And I was like, I saw him on Facebook and I was like, you know, could you, could you uh, just do this for me? sent it back the file was amazing i literally screamed and i was dancing around and everything um but the song is obviously called delusion um which is just about it's these two metaphorical figures um that they're going through this tough time but it's just saying that i need you gone in my head but i can't because you're always there stuck in the back of my mind and um he's kind of just reflecting on himself and then putting himself down. Uh, but the song itself, I thought it would never be kind of sounding any nice. Cause I kept on like saying, Oh, and he needs something more, mm. but that was when I was producing it. 
So I sent it off to this person and he came back and I was just like, wow. Yeah. And yeah. then so many more ideas popped into my head mm. and like even merch ideas and everything. Like we had a couple of names for it. I can't remember one of them or any of them, but we had like a couple of names before we went with delusion. Um, but it's probably one of my, one of the best songs that I've written um, and probably one of my best songs out there so far. I like that. That is good. That is good. Do you, how would you describe the sound for it that anyone hasn't heard it yet? Oh, why is the tough one? It's I, a bit dark, isn't it really? It's honest. kind of, yeah, it's dark, but it's, um, it's stay, it's staying with the melancholy theme. It's dark and melancholy. Okay, cool. But then yeah. it's got also that upbeat and kind of punky. It's got a bit of, of energy to it, yeah, yeah. Mm. as well. It's um, it, I'd say that's the hardest one to pin down of any of them so far. It's the most unique out of all of them. Yeah, I would and say it so. sounds so different towards uh, the. It sounds different to, uh, from "Take Me Back to When" and "Just Like Kevin." Yeah, it's it's quite a clear sort of direction change. Point, mm. I think so. I think it's something we we've talked about before. That we wanted that sort of um because we didn't want to keep on doing these sort of like really sort of upbeat going towards like the sort of beach vibes kind of thing we didn't mm. really want to do that because it doesn't really suit us as people right um so we, we were sort of talking about needing this transition song so we can start like pushing into like more hardcore areas without everyone being sort of like okay uh, what's this is it just a different band <laughs> yeah but what the I, fuck is they done yeah, exactly How yeah, they yeah, come there? Yeah. precisely so i think i think this song just it fits in that gap perfectly bridges the gap yeah it's, mm. it's very hard to pin down what the gap is <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I like so, are you lot taking are you lot taking that darker turn now then is this is this is this single being your turning point to where where's next for you i wouldn't say dark so this one yeah it is dark but i think with the kind of the releases that we've got planned in the future they're more energetic they're more kind of you want to go into a mosh pit with your friends and just have a good time and kind of you know it's kind of one of them vibes um, yeah that sounds good everything is designed yeah, from now on basically for the live stage really we want to sort of because in fact what, what really started one of the things that really kicked off sweet coins for for me was when me and tommy were talking about um wanting to do th like things on stage and how we could interact together and tommy was telling me about wanting to be a front man and he just he was sort of saying that he just wants to like explore that part of himself because he hasn't been able to yet. So we were mm. just literally we're saying what we said was we just want to be like encapsulate energy. That's what we want to do. And um, yeah, so I think the new stuff that's coming out is it's more faithful to that mm. because instead of it just instead of us trying to keep it sort of light and cheery, we're sort of really going for it with you know everything, which I think. Sounds cooler. <laughs> it's, it's probably better than Save Me About to Win. <laughs> I would I would say I would say the stuff we have planned is definitely better than the stuff we have out. Oh yeah. Interesting. I think what, it's um sorry, I can go. No, I just want, I want to ask what have what is planned? What what can you talk Ooh. about? What 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 is planned? That's it sounds very exciting. So <laughs> you gotta ask, wouldn't you? <laughs> don't yeah, ask, don't get uh, <laughs> we have a five track EP plans and we're trying to get stuff recorded sick um, so that's obviously something to look forward to already got all of the songs kind of well all but one kind of written <laughs> um we're still working on the last one because we're, we're i'm stuck on it and i'm just I'm, i haven't got that inspiration yet mm. um but um 
I will give you a hint into a song that I love with all of my heart because it's just so fun and it's so kind of upbeat and you just want to dance and kind of, mm. you know, and it's called Snake Charmer. Oh. And a little bit of <laughs> I'll give you a little bit of insight to the listeners. Um, the only thing that it's about is an ex who's been kind of a bit snaky mm. um, and kind of backstabbed you. Um, and it says she's worse than the witch because she's a snake charmer. Oh, no. Nice. So, yeah, you'll, you'll understand it. Um, but yeah, um, it's got, we got that coming in a lot more, even worth it might be on there. We're still figuring that out, like we said. Because mm. I'm very picky with that song. Like it means a lot to me. And yeah. Like Louis said, as, yeah, he started me with the lyrics. I was just like, boom, 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 boom. Mm. Um, and it's actually about Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim. Oh, okay. Um, it, it's it, I got the idea from that. Um, but it's what it's a really good song, but we just mm. don't know where to put it. Great. Song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a song that means a lot to me and Tommy as well because it was the first time we sort of sat alone together in the studio. We actually we came out of a lecture because I'd sent Tommy some some lyrics that I had because I was sort of writing for my own sort of stuff uh, um, mm. when we sort of came up with this and I came up with these lyrics and I just thought these just do not suit me whatsoever in any way, shape or form. <laughs> I was like, if I release this, people are going to think I've had like some sort of psychiatric break. <laughs> 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 and so I sent them to Tommy because I was just like, this is, this is sort of sounds like somewhere in the ballpark or something that you might want to sort of do. And he was like, yeah, it sounds fantastic. And then a couple of weeks later, uh, he said, you know, let's stay after after a lecture and just go to the studio. This is before um, all of the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we, yeah, we just, we went to this uh, tiny little studio with only two chairs in it after a lecture and we just absolutely smashed it out. We just, Sick. we got like, I, I reckon like 85% of this song yeah. done in like two hours. That, was <laughs> that is was, wild. Yeah, it was like the first time me and Tommy sat together in a studio. Wow. And uh, so you got yeah. to release it at some point, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But it, <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, the trouble is, it's is close to our hearts, that one. Yeah, I, I get that. And I think when it's that close to you, I guess you like become even more perfectionist about it because it means a lot. So you want the reaction to be right, I suppose, don't you? Yeah, exactly. If we release it and it's a massive flop, it would be like, oh, well, shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, just release it under another name or something. Uh, we, yeah, we don't know we'd listen to it then would they <laughs> yeah yeah valid point actually yeah. valid point it's like um the guys because i remember you have a band called bud um and they said about um being <laughs> being perfectionists and like saying oh we want our songs to be like perfection and we can't yeah afford it. it's like that yeah we we love the song with all our heart but we just want it to be perfect because yeah. we want to show everybody that we love this and we have so much passion for this song Mm -hmm. but we can't afford it to sound terrible yeah 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 i understand that and i think that's it's finding that point that balance of getting it to to a level where you're happy of it and proud of it but also it's gonna hit a point where you're like you know what get it out the reaction will be good it's at a brilliant point and i'm proud of it and that's it because you could always there's always something extra to do, I suppose. Yeah. There? But it's finding that balance. It must be yeah. really hard. I will say, I think the song absolutely slaps. Like, <laughs> yes. I think it's a great song. So um, it's, it's not like uh, I'm scared that people won't like it. It's just us doing us ourselves justice, I think, is what's, yeah. what's it's taking the time. When we recorded it in second year, um, yeah. we used kind of like plugins and everything. And our mixing and producing wasn't 
good at all. It was terrible. Oh, really? Like, really bad. We listened to it and were like, oh my God, my ears. It's <laughs> um, But now that obviously we've kind of learned about how to use it properly and all the techniques, we kind of can make it sound better. It's just at the moment because of COVID, we're just, we're not getting the chance. Of course. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite interested on, on that sort of point. So you're both doing music degrees. Mm-hmm. Yep. So how do you find... Do you think they that really works then with you spending a lot of time on your music in your own time? Or can it feel a little bit like, you know, going against, because you, you listen to lectures about musical day, then you come home to write a song and you just like work, like, oh, and, work and play at a yeah, same time. Yeah. Do, how yeah. do you find that? Honestly, it's an absolute bitch. Yeah, um, really? To be completely honest, because the, the issue with a music degree is, <laughs> obviously you think you, you go into it, like, you know, I'm going to study what I love, I'm going to do music. And then you realise you don't just get to write what you want. You know, mm. you a song that gets you a first is not the same as a song that you think is good. If you know what I mean, there's still a, there's still a marking criteria yeah. and everything. So you end up sort of writing songs to get marks instead of writing songs so that you really think could sort of go somewhere, mm. which is tricky because it's, it can sort of bleed into your head a bit. And I found personally that it affected my writing style. So when I went into third year, so the year that we're, we're currently in, um, I just decided that I was actually going to take all of my assignments and sort of switch it up a bit and um, try and come at every assignment in a way where I can release it afterwards. Okay, um, okay cool. I like that. But that's that's something that you I don't think many people are sort of prepared for when they sort of do a music degree if they're doing it. Because you just sort of think, oh, fantastic, I'm going to learn all this stuff. And you realize when you're sort of... 10 lessons into Indonesian gamelan here sort of thinking <laughs> sort of thinking well okay right I'm wasting my time a little bit here but yeah I hear absolutely. that I hear that I'm very excited philosophy and I enjoy reading philosophy when I don't have to read philosophy and it changes your your viewpoint on how it's all kind of done it's how a lot of people see um arts as well because they don't get to paint what they want to paint they've got a fit fulfill this criteria that some old blokes written in his office which ain't gonna be good for current music times is it it's no. not it's almost like you're kind of forced to do it yeah so it's yeah. not something it kind of it turns from something you love to something you have to do yeah yeah yeah, which yeah. is obviously what we don't want to do with sweet coins we want to do it like in our own time so if we have a song that we like we will work on it in our own time Mm. Yeah. with the music course itself it's like you have to do this by a certain deadline do this do that do that and it's just it kind of puts pressure on you to kind of make it you know and you don't understand how to kind of produce the song or you can't get any tips from it and you're just stuck there and you don't know what to do and you can't mm. even ask for help or at the moment you like because it's all online um you can't go use the studios you can't you know use any facilities and being a music student and having kind of no gear um, or anything to record, it's just like, what am I supposed to do? I'm going to fail. That's fucked. Yeah, it's mm. really shit, isn't it? Well, in fact, we've, we've, um, we've been given an assignment, which is uh, for this semester, where we've all been asked to use a piece of software that none of us have. And so the, re- the official recommendation is that we go and use a 30-day free trial. <laughs> and you just, sort of, you just sort of think... <laughs> Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Paying £9,000 a year. Oh, my yeah. God, that's mental. That's shit. Really. Yeah, exactly. I think that's that um, absurd. Like, we timed ours well because we both graduated last year. So, like, the last, like, few months of our degrees was 
tough but like that's what it was as the last three months was i think like it must be doing a whole yeah. third year from start to finish in that situation is just it must make it 10 times harder and the second half a second as well yeah fact, yeah yeah it's actually something something insane like how covid affected it um at the end of second year um i'm not sure if tommy signed up to do this module or not i can't remember but i had signed up to do this module where we basically were taught how to build a synth from scratch yeah 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 and so that was meant to be a two-week course at the end of the year. Yeah. Obviously, everyone went into lockdown in March, mm-hmm. so the entire uh, module just got scrapped. So I never did. I never did it. I never did anything in re- in place of it or anything. The entire module just went. Did you get the credits? No. Yeah, but it was it was it was taken from something I don't think is very fair. I I benefited for because of potluck, but um, mm. basically they took. Um, the module spanned the entire year and we did a different assignment in the previous semester mm. and they took that grade that we got in the previous uh, one and just applied it to that and it's sort of like fucked. they're two completely different assignments you know yeah someone might have absolutely smashed that um the synthesizer one who just didn't get the, the first semester mm. but it's just because we're meant to be using studios and stuff and we can't mate it was, which um, is it's not the fault of our lecturers at all no it's but it's still um the compensation wasn't great was it it was the same like with mine then i had very like split coursework exams and then they just cancelled all the exams and just said the coursework's worth 100 percent instead of 50 but i was always someone who did much better in exams than did coursework like across my degree mm. i'd like do that and then my grade would be in the middle and then the exams are scrapped so it just lowered everything and i was like well that's just so unfair. Like, I know there's nothing that can be done about it, but it's just, you know, it was what it was, wasn't it? But um, mm. yeah, I can get why in like the music, the whole point of going, I suppose, is because of the facilities, because of the people that you can speak to and like work with. And well, plus half, moved. half of our degree is meant to be music performance. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's all fucked. Yeah, that's well fun. fucked. Yeah, I think I'm still... Oh, so one one thing that I'm a bit naive about with the music thing, and this might make it sound a bit stupid, but I'm intrigued. So if you go and do like a music degree, even like you two, like Tom having a focus on like your drumming and writing and singing, whereas you've got your focus on like guitar and the writing and stuff. Can is it a case of like you pick your relevant modules, or do you have to be like a jack of all trade that can do stuff? Like if you're amazing at piano, but that's it can you go and like do it? How does it sort of work in that well, sense? I've actually got a weird amount of experience in this because I've went to i been to two different universities and from two different courses. Right. So the one that we're currently on now, you really don't get to pick much at all. I think you get one optional module. So you choose between Fuck. two things and then the rest of it is just absolutely given to you and you have to do it, which I don't think is fair at all. No. Because where I went for first year, it was a tiny little private provider university in London. That's a whole nother story. That's <laughs> we won't get into that why I changed. But um when I was there, you did six modules over the entire year and only two of them were compulsory. So you literally right. got to build two thirds of your degree. Yeah. Which I found fantastic. Well, that was a brilliant idea. So it really depends on where you go. Um mm-hmm. I think private providers like the smaller universities, you know, things like BIM, um, they're better for sort of designing your own course. But um I think you know, they're, they're not less respected in the music industry, but less respected as a degree for the rest of the world, right. I think. Yeah. yeah, which makes sort of... Well, it doesn't make sense, because I think, like, it's, it's, if you're good at that part of music, the whole point, I suppose, of going is so that you can, like, actually be taught how to 
further that not learn as you said some sort of random indonesian music that you're never actually going to use in your career it's like what's the point (laughs) it's they're they're literally i think because if i'm being completely honest there's not enough in our degree that's like really relevant to what we want to do there's not enough to span three years of teaching and assessments there just isn't Mm. like i genuinely think that if they if they condensed everything that we actually need to know for the future then the entire thing could probably be one year, if I'm being completely honest. Right. So I think a lot of it is sort of filler to have it as a three-year course and mm. maybe make a bit more, you know, money. That's what it's all about, isn't it, really? Capitalism. Yeah, so that's what universities <laughs> are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that is wild. That is, it's interesting, because I always think now of arts-based degrees, it's a bit of a weird thing to do, isn't it? But, um hey. <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> We've all got no. arts-based degrees here. Well, should, should also be a C? Yeah. Oh, you wanker. Ours will be a C as well. Fuck yeah. off! Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Only you there now, actually. Do you know, right, do you know what's funny? Um, what is it? I think it's psychology is a BA at the same university we're at. Mine's psychology. Psychology is a BA and music is a BSC. What the fuck? That's wild. That's yeah. mental. If mm. you're studying psychology, you should be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> you Honestly, yeah. yeah. Oh, mad. Interesting. How am I the only one with a BA in this call? That's so... <laughs> that is quite we're just, we're just scientists, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we're talking about physics for a bit, actually. Oh, you go get a drink, mate. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'll mute myself. I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think another thing I wanted to to move on in a completely different direction to ask Tommy about is about your um like social media presence and how you've been like pushing that because I've followed you on TikTok and everything like that and I know like both in your previous bands and now you run all the social medias and like do a lot yeah. of promotion and stuff so where has all that come from is it fine it's just another outlet for creativity or have you consciously just tried to learn to get good at it? I'm still trying to learn to get good at it, but it's kind of really tough because um, what I've kind of noticed throughout the years is that it almost seems like nobody actually cares. It's as bad as it sounds. Mm. It's just that when you try to advertise something, it's like, say, oh, go follow my band on this or, you know, go follow my band and listen to this song. It just seems like nobody actually does, Mm -hmm. which is kind of, it's terrible because it's just... You want to show to the world what kind of um, passion you have for your career. Yeah. And they just look down on you and just laugh. It's like that. Mm. Um, and you kind of have to get the right demographic and kind of push it to the right people. Um, it's like record labels and everything. You need to kind of be informed about them, which we haven't been taught about as well within mm. our course, which we should really be taught about. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you kind of need to find them on your own. You need to message them, email them, and kind of just advertise yourself in the best way possible. Mm. Um, and it's still tough because I I don't understand it fully, um, but I'm still trying to. Um, mm. Like we did an Instagram post and kind of uh, promoted it, and this was just like Kevin, I think. So it was last... November um and it instantly got a thousand likes and we were just like okay how did that Wild. happen yeah but no one followed yeah no. see so we've we've figured that out we used to promote every one of our episodes mm-hmm. we'd chuck a couple of we'd chuck a tenner on it or whatever and they'd bump it up to like two three hundred likes or we'd put 30 quid on a big episode with an interview on and it'd get pushed to sixteen thousand people or something interactions wise but the only way that you transfer we found anyway that you transfer 
likes and interest in that post to followers is through giveaways. Yeah. It's the only way that we found, like that's the reason we try and do one every 10 episodes or whenever we get the opportunity to is because it is the only way that people then follow and nine times out of 10, they will stick about and leave that follow. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard. It's such a weird one. Cause like we're all, we're all, we all do it. Cause we all scroll past a promoted post. Cause we don't realize that they're a sponsored post to some yeah. extent. Like mine's always just fucking either band stuff on our podcast page. Like well, I've, I've trained the algorithm to just give us new bands and it's great. So it helps us out fucking loads. That's how we found so many bands. But on my personal, it's like anything from music to like, I've got a lot of sure microphones and stuff come up on mine. And I'm like, I'm never going to, I'm not going to buy a sure microphone. They're like fucking 350 quid for something that's done the same as my, as um, a Behringer that I've got. And it's like, it's so difficult to, transfer that paid promotion into tangible viable fans exactly and it's almost like we it's almost not useless because more ears on your tracks is the best thing obviously if someone likes it they're going to have more more chance to kind of like get an opportunity to see who you are and whatnot but i find that if it's just photos and that there's almost like a almost a no point doing it to some extent nowadays. Yeah. It's weird. Do you, yeah. do you find that when you're, when you're creating your posts and stuff, do you have like specific checklists of what you, how you make it, what you're going for? Honestly, no. Um, we just, uh, well, we post a post on Instagram and if I look at it and say, I like it, I'll put like 10, 15 pounds on it. And I found the easiest way is to put it for 15 days, but put it at the lowest price. Yeah, um, we found that as well. So it, it gives you more like a um, kind of reach. Yeah. And you have to like pick your demographic as well. So you have to say, oh, uh, this certain age or people who like this, people from here. And it, it kind of, it's stupid because you don't kind of give your interest to people who actually want to hear your music. It's just mm. people who scroll past, give it a yeah. like, and that's it. Yeah. Have you um? Do you spend a lot of time on Twitter? Um, I'm trying to, but I don't personally. Because it's honestly the the one that I would recommend, especially band wise, that I found has just been like incredible. Is Twitter because it's very like um, it's community led. Yeah, isn't it? It, there's a lot more conversation about it, and people will get involved and listen. And to be honest, like a lot of the bands that we find that go to the playlist or track of the days and everything, it's just someone who's replied to one of our tweets being like, I've got a song. And because it's there in front of me, I'll be like, cool, I'll listen to it then because I can just tap it. And that it does create a bit of a community. And we've like, our followers have grown quicker doing that because then you can then interact with them and then sort of try and plug our podcast or like you could do music as well. But I think it's quite, it's, it's a bit nicer because you can actually speak to people. Whereas yeah. on Instagram, I think unless they comment, which is a little bit like rarer, you don't really know who's, looking at it or what you get in or anything. Whereas on ours, I feel like you can get a little bit, you get less like likes, mm. but you get more meaningful interaction. Yeah, exactly. I found it. I, it was actually something Tommy sent me recently, which sort of jumped out of me. It was like, it's really strange that there be, seems to be some sort of weird disconnect between new bands releasing genuinely good music 
and being able to put it in front of the people that want to hear it because there are loads of people that want to hear your music you know there's loads of them like if if you just send emails to the right people there are literally people waiting every day for new stories new people to write write a blog about or mm -hmm. like get another article out because that's good for them yeah um, two of them yeah exactly but <laughs> for some for some reason this oh, i don't know i think it's this idea of it, it, it's the music industry has been made to look a lot like a sort of overnight success industry yeah you know what i mean because that's all you hear about you hear about this like this one i don't know 17 year old kid who put a, 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 a cover up on youtube and then you know he sort of gets a billion views blows up and gets a record deal and all the money he wants mm. um whereas the reality is like you're gonna put out multiple tracks and you can you can be pushing it as hard as you want but if you're not trying to find people that most want to hear it instead of just pushing it out into the same audience it's not going to grow yeah yeah oh, i also think there's a massive negativity like negativity uh what's the fucking word i'm trying to look for don't know mate when you so when people argue and there's drama and there's beef then followers and interactions come with it. Oh, unfortunately. And it's unfortunate, yeah. but you've got to kind of play the game. We had a couple of, we've had a, a few little, not run-ins, but like a few Twitter beats. We've kind of spurred. We've kind of like lit the fire and let it run a little bit. Fuck the snuts. Yeah. Fuck the snuts, yeah. <laughs> and they, yeah, we had it so... Uh, quick if you listen to this podcast the whole fucking time you're going to understand this story but the snuts we we um essentially called the snuts out for doing a paid online gig and we said you've got shit with like scots and um you've got there's stuff with scots they're doing there's stuff with strongbow they're doing and we were like look for sponsorships before you ask your fans for money was kind of our argument instead of yeah. like asking for seven eight pound for a gig where you're only going to do like a 45 minute set try and see whether you can earn that money back through sponsorships. And they created a whole podcast about us to respond to our podcast. And they called the podcast, fuck your favorite podcast. And it still only has one episode. To and it day. still only has one episode this day. And it was just to respond to us. But it's, it's yeah, it's, and it's, and it, 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 but it comes with, it's a, even though it's such a negative thing, it gets that press out there like even when we had the the motive slag off james the james stands on twitter were fucking back and forth in the mentions and bumped our interactions up twenty thousand interactions exactly. which is mental i think mm. one of the most underrated social medias to use is actually tiktok mm. people mm. kind of look at it and be like oh it's just for 14 year olds it's a new vine but um I, I know one of my friends, uh, she literally had like only a hundred kind of followers and all that. And one like kind of video went up and she did like this own, like her own thing. And now she's got 300,000 and it's just like. Bangs done it. Over. Yeah. It's mental. It's a mental platform. You're seeing these because of the algorithm. It's such a nicer algorithm to find new things in comparison to Instagram, Twitter. That's the whole point Facebook. of it, isn't it? Is they're trying yeah. to put things in front of you that yeah. you're gonna like. So as you said, when like, as you mentioned, there's people looking for music and there's people making music. TikTok would be a great way of pulling those two things together. Well, get those blondes. people, and then you can be like, yeah, well, blondes they are a prime example. Blondes riffs, I think they're called. They're another one that are massive on TikTok. And, and you're. Know 
Bassin trees. Yeah, there's like a few bands that somehow they've made videos perfectly able to clip down and run alongside their own music mm-hmm. and it works so nicely as its own little thing Mate, i've enjoyed the wombats have appeared out of nowhere yeah, out of and i love that because that remix they, they just and you could tell they had no fucking clue what was going on like, no idea. and then they like came on and then they started with a few tiktoks now they've put the tiktok remix of that song on spotify it's and sick. now that's banged because it is sick but like it is funny how it's like they were probably literally checked it. And that's what Blonde said, like when they, they blew up on TikTok, they didn't even have it. And then someone like messaged them and they were like, went on and like, there's like 250,000 videos using their song. And they're like, we need to get involved in this and try yeah. and take advantage. But as you say, then it, it's, it's still then all about, can you get those people to actually stream the song? Yeah. And you then get those people to come to a gig and follow on social media. And that's, even then it's hard. So it's, yeah, it's, they, it's they were saying like it worked for music streams, but getting them to follow like their Instagram or something, which is like their main outlet for new shit they're bringing out. They had, they like it been used in millions. It's got millions and millions of views, hundreds of millions of views around the world. This like clip of their song, but they still only had like, 1700 followers on instagram but their song had over a million streams mm. which is fucking which, nuts a lot of people hear that and think well, that, well that's fine you've got a million streams then why aren't you just happy with that it's like stri- streams are absolute peanuts you know what i mean yeah. like y- you cannot live off streaming unless you are consistently hitting top 40 mm. like and even then it's something like um record labels i think their cut is like 65 percent um of all streaming yeah which is absolutely which is ridiculous so like we need a record label joe <laughs> well, we, need, we need a song Elliot, to start <laughs> but, but yeah it's like that, that's what the issue is i mean streams don't have a they don't have a long life to them you can get you can get a hundred thousand streams one day and then a month down the line get none yeah, exactly. So it's it's impossible to sort of build a career off that, which is why sort of you need that following, which is mm. so hard to obtain. Yeah. So difficult. That's why we need gigs back so you can oh, see yes, the people please. and sell some exactly. tickets and get a vibe get some, and get some charisma back in it. Do you know what I mean? Then it all then it all works, doesn't it? But there we are. <laughs> yeah. It's a tough <laughs> one. It's tough. How long have we been going? A while. I just checked my phone. I thought you might be itching itching to start your scenario. My bit, segments. But... I uh, I th- I don't actually know. I think it's about. I think it's been nearly an hour already. So okay, let's get into it. So I've got a new segment for this season, and it's something that I have stolen, but <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've, 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 someone else. But I've changed it. I've changed it. Each 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 question is 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 my own. I have I make the I make the questions. Yeah. So essentially, I'm going to give you both a scenario, okay. and you have the band to pick from. The, to who's going to help you with that scenario so an example would be like you get in a car accident and who's the first person you're going to ring yeah that sort of that sort of vibe okay. it's a it's a more they're a bit more of an in-depth scenario i kind of try and tell a story with it and make make it a little bit less like who would you pick to fix your car do you know what i mean that type of thing so uh, so we've got who have we got from the band then? What what are the names so we can get them in? So we've got Mickey, Sophie, Jamie, and then obviously Louie and Tommy. Okay, cool. So you've you're stuck on a desert island, right? 
You know, all that is near you and it's swimming distance away is an old abandoned cruise liner. Okay. So you've got out there, you've managed to get on because they'd left, they'd had to abandon it quickly. So they've left down a rope. You've climbed up on it and you still managed to get the engine turning over. Who out of the band are you getting to drive this cruise liner? I vote for myself because I'm the only one that can drive. <laughs> yes. I mean, can. I can Sophie drive. Yeah, Sophie drives. Oh, wow. We know each other. So well, she can't. You don't know whether she plays drums or whether she drives. Have you ever yeah. met the girl? I've, I've met her once. Once for a photo shoot. No, no, no. Yeah, no. We had the studio recording as well. So it was twice. Twice. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I've met her twice in my life. <laughs> so, to be fair, I understand why you'd still bat yourself over the person you've met twice. I like that. <laughs> yeah. It depends. Yeah, I'm probably going to say Louis because he's the only one who can drive um, and cautiously at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like that. That's, that's okay. a win for Lou. Okay. Okay, so the next scenario, you've had a mental night out. You've done a hangover. One of you's roofed yourselves and you can't remember a fucking thing. Good times. Right? <laughs> a brilliant night, as some would say. <laughs> yeah. You've woken up on a farm in the middle of nowhere. You don't know how far it is to walk. All you can see is fields for as far as you can see. And you've awoken at about midday-ish. You don't know whether it's worth leaving to be able to get there or holding out and waiting for someone to find you. So one of you has a lighter. For whatever need the lighter is in your pocket, you've, you've got one. So you've started a fire to keep warm as the night draws in. All that is in this field is a donkey and you need to eat. Who is the person that is killing the donkey? Jamie. Oh, yeah. Um... 100% Jamie's killing the donkey. <laughs> that was such a quick answer. I love I'm, it. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, firstly, it's not me. I'm vegetarian anyway. I wouldn't, you know, I'd sooner have killed the other person. <laughs> but I, I, I would just have to go, Jamie. Depends Tommy's sat there like, I think I might kill the Tommy. Yeah, no, I, I was just Look, it depends how hungry I am. If looking really at Tommy's hungry, eyes I light up at the might. thought of yeah. this <laughs> It's either me or Jamie, honestly. I can't. I can't. It's, <laughs> You're like rock paper scissors. See who gets yeah. to do it. <laughs> I want to kill it. I want to take turns. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, uh, quick follow-up question, and Tommy, if it's yeah. you, how do you go about killing the donkey? <laughs> you don't have any tools. It's a they're big fuckers. All you have it's is a, a lighter and a fire. Yeah. All I'm saying, Tommy, is a donkey would definitely take you. <laughs> I mean, they're not easy things to kill. Um, is there like a woods around me? Is there like trees? Uh, yeah. I would pick up a stick and just see if I can like make Beat it, it a shank. <laughs> oh make it a shank and just stab it. Ah, a shank. I like feel a, so bad. Okay. I'm all the vegans hearing this. Like a spear. Yeah, <laughs> dark just, turn. Yeah, it's <laughs> very. I'm vegetarian as well. I don't know how that kind it. of came about. <laughs> I'm glad I did though. Okay, so Tommy Spears Donkeys. There's a the title sorted. <laughs> uh, Tommy, we've got the title of the EP done, mate. Uh, so there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorted. Take that one off your list. Sorted. <laughs> right. So the final scenario. I've only got one more. Yeah. So you are. You've checked the band account and somehow. There is fucking shitloads of money in it. It's 
the money has come from somewhere. You don't know how. As you start, as you start walking around and kind of like going through your day-to-day business as a band and going down the studio, one of the band members has a shitload of cash on them. And you slowly figure out that the money has come from them. As you've worked out, the money is fraudulent. Someone has been printing money from their room. Who in the band is it most likely going to be? That's Oof. a tough one. That is that is a really hard one. Um, it I, mean, I just want to just straight off. Yeah, who's the most dodgy? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, the most the most dodgy is Jamie <laughs> by, <laughs> by a country mile. Plus, he's definitely going to be the one at the barn with a lighter on him. I can guarantee that. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't mean anything bad, Jamie. Don't worry. If you're no man, we, we, love we love you, Rui. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, I don't think any of us are that sort of greedy we wouldn't have gotten into this sort of line of work if we were looking for the big stacks mm. <laughs> yeah that's um, fair. that is fair enough but Jamie, it's but it's got to be someone no, <laughs> um, i mean to be honest maybe me i'm not, <laughs> uh, I'm not if sure. it came from another kind of way if it wasn't fraudulent then i would have said louis uh but if it was fraudulent i'm just like i don't know because you kind of don't think about these situations. It's like, which one of your mates is it? Like, you know, yeah, I does crime all the time. Basically. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. why. That's why I throw it to you to make you make so, you think Sophie, on the spot. Sophie doesn't seem like the uh, the fraudulent type to me. Okay, would she print money? No, she doesn't seem like that vibe. She probably could get away with it. She would get away with it, hundred mm. percent. Police could like watch her printing money, and then they'd be like, "Oh no, she wouldn't." You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for that, I'm going to say Sophie. I so, like that. Just because yeah, we would be devious enough to be able to just get away with it. Always yeah. expect the unexpected. There we go. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. You do indeed. Throw curveball. Well, there you go. That's 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 my little scenario section. It is complete. We'll update you if any of that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if and if anyone is fraudulent, if anyone is frauding money. Just give me a text on the sly, and we yeah, can. Yeah, we'll come back on. We'll pop, come back on. Get you some drama to there. Yeah, we'll 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 work we'll work something out. Yeah, I'm sure. Tommy attacks any farm animals anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Take a video. It'll be a clip. Will be entered here. <laughs> There's an editing an editing task for you. Right? Yeah, I'm just gonna get a deep fake of Tommy stabbing a donkey. <laughs> Photoshop my face on the, you know website. Uh, that would I think be funny. you just inspired us for um, a music video for Just Like Kevin. <laughs> yes. Oh <my> <laughs> what, killing a donkey or the fraudulent money? All of it in one. <laughs> and, a, and a cruise line that comes out at the early <laughs> fair. I would fully watch that movie. 100% yeah, I'd watch yeah. that movie. It sounds sick, to be fair. <laughs> uh, we're planning on doing that, to be fair. We're planning on having a Just Like Kevin um music video we, 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 yeah. we um, didn't get to do it but we didn't uh, get to do it because of covid but what the idea was was because just like kevin was kind of like it was a a funny song but it was like you know i just want to run away blah 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 mm. so our plans was to like dress up in stupid costumes and have a house party oh, so, so i was going to be um in a morph costume louis was going to be in a warrior costume was it mm. No, you were a minion costume. Yeah, I was going to be dressed as Kevin, the minion. Oh, nice. And then yeah. we had, like, Jamie as... Um, oh, I think he was going to be the warrior costume and Sophie was going to be, like, a Pokemon character, I think. Yeah, Pikachu. She was going yeah, to be Pikachu. Yeah, she was going to be Pikachu. We just yeah. had, like, a massive house party where just random things happen. 
Um, we also we also talked about sort of pushing each other down hills in shopping carts and things and filming it sort of like a jackass cross with a music video type idea yeah. that one went away quite quickly because we're both way with wusses i feel like the the mindsets are quite like ours like our go-to would be do a house party we'll film something but basically we just want to get pissed and then the second attempt would be let's just hurt each other and film it because that would be funny it gets views exactly yeah Exactly. It does. Uh, nudity doesn't get many views. We'll, we'll, <laughs> it depends we've got where you put it. All of 2021. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok. It doesn't. We've tried. Re- it doesn't at all. It's really frustrating. You've tried. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We you have. Calendar. Yeah. yeah. There was some. Oh, there, yeah. There's some. There's one of them that had to be edited because otherwise it there would have been full frontal nudity. <laughs> I I jumped through I jumped through and I fully flashed ju- I have a flasher Mac and I, I, I was fully say ten I like, ten it would have been Elliot. Uh, fully yeah. flash yeah, Joe. <laughs> I, I fully flash him like bollock naked and I try and do it side on so the fucking so the camera doesn't pick it up too much. But from the side it's just like whoop comes on screen and it's like, with the motion it like comes on screen. <laughs> so I've got to like I had to like completely blur it, but Joe's raw reaction is his genuine reaction because he didn't know I was gonna do it. Ah, <laughs> oh, and mate, when when this inevitably goes tits up and we've got like a Noel Liam thing going on, I can just release the original video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is very exciting. So <laughs> Oh Christ. Yeah. You can play that over the original delusion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just that cut. Just over and over again of me jumping through, flashing. <laughs> jumping oh through. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh Christ. Well, one last section that we normally do is we have the people that we are interviewing and us as well. We kind of talk about up and coming bands that we're listening to at the minute that we're really enjoying. So yeah. what are what are you two have you two got stuff written down for or any ideas of what you kind of listen to at the minute um i have a lot of kind of new bands so like well not new bands but kind of bands that i listen to um kind of just around my friends and all that um and not many have like been um you know that not many have been kind of releasing music uh, mm, active yeah they're, they're really inactive um there are bands that like are kind of i like at the moment um and it's called too far to jump um the the main singer he's like a really nice guy um and they released a new single called monsters which is like it's been on kerrang i think Um, but it's that and then there's also another band which i kind of knew from ages ago um they're called sycamore Um, okay and like they've released this song called melancholy and it's oh it is honestly a really good song uh people should go check out sick Cool. Perfect. I, I'd want to say as well, like um, it's another artist from from uh, Hertfordshire, and it's uh, Remy Engelin, who's been making some apps. He actually dro- dropped an album quite recently, sort of near the end of 2020, and that was just it's it's all produced by himself in his bedroom. Mad. Wow, Absolutely, like ridiculously good quality. It's you know, it sounds like someone spent like hundreds of thousands of pounds of label yeah. money making yeah. this thing and it's just absolute piece of art so yeah remy engelin 
Yeah, he's like, also obviously he's the, the pianist of Bud, so the one who came on your show. I was just going to say that. Is that the very... Yeah, the same dude. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. His... I didn't know he had his own album. That's mad. He's, yeah. he's actually got two albums out, I think, and an EP. Two albums and a couple of songs. Like, honestly, they're amazing. Yeah, fantastic. Fuck. That's so sick. good. Okay, I didn't know that. That's cool. That's a good one. Yeah. Very nice. Charles Leo. <laughs> 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 That, that that might be my solo project. But... Uh, oh, go on, no, give it a proper shout out. Go on, big it up. Uh, fair enough. I actually, on the day of recording, I've got a, a new single coming out tonight. Sick. Sick. Um, yeah, that's called Cry Devour. And yeah, me, if you want to find me, I'm Shards of, Shards of Leo. Shards of Leo. Beautiful. All over the same stuff, but yeah. Nice one. Everyone check that out for sure. Nice one. How have you got one? I do indeed. I do indeed have one. And... My band is a band called Venus. I want to say it's pronounced girls, yeah, but it's G R R R L S. Venus girls. I think that um, sounds like BBC introducing. Wait. I think yeah. they, they have been floating about a bit. They released a song today, actually. Yes. And I was going to talk. About, yeah. I was going to talk about that because it is. I haven't actually listened to their new single um, as I kind of was recording the radio show yesterday, but their new single has come out today and it's Goth Girl. Mm-hmm. And if it's as good as their previous EP, which was that Wicked Things, where it was a single, but it had like three songs on it. But it's it, it's a completely different type of gravy. It's mm. fucking sick. It's so good. It's like that, um, it's that like girl grunge. Mm. I could, it's the only way I can kind of describe it, but it's mm. like heavy, dark, just sounds so good and i love music like that at the minute i'm trying to i'm like getting myself in there i feel like a, a song called goth girl is going to be right up my street <laughs> as, a, as a goth girl yourself <laughs> <laughs> what i do at the weekends off yeah. the show does not matter Mm-mm. all right yeah we'll move on pretty sharp from that one boys elliot's uh single. yeah <laughs> <laughs> you should see his cosplays mate they're unreal <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. I'd love it. You know, when people are on TikTok have like secret cosplay accounts that like no yeah. their friends know about, I would imagine you stumbled across it. Oh, stop it? baiting me out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tommy. I know, I know you said don't mention it, but I had to. <laughs> I've got it, couldn't be me though, because you'd fucking pick me out of a crowd if I was dressed in a cosplay <laughs> outfit. Do you know what yeah, I mean? There's not that many you could I do. start oo wooing as I walk in the door and stuff. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm showing too. Much of yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Not too much about this. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, what have you got for us, please? I've got a band as well. I've got one. I was thinking of one to go for, and I wanted to go like back into like some because I feel like when we started the podcast, I had like hundreds, and then as new stuff's come out, I've been doing that, and I was like, Do you know what? There's a load that I feel like I've never spoken about that I should have done, and one of those bands is called Ask Elliot. Um, yeah. Don't ask him. It's me. No idea. <laughs> uh, but they're a Liverpool band and they released a new song in like November, but they had a load of songs before that that were really fucking good. One called She and one called 2032. And they're like, they're very indie pop. They're a bit like, um, they remind me of Seagulls a little bit, that sort of vibe, like very upbeat, but a little bit more indie than that. <clears throat> Sorry. Being Smoking too much yeah. joke. Um, but they're really fucking sick and I didn't even realise they'd released a song in November 
Zach cropped up and that's really good. But all of their work's sick. So they want to check out Ask Elliot. Yeah, they are class to be fair. That 2032 track that was in really we put in the playlist is mental. Yeah, I put that in the playlist like really early doors. And I was like, I never actually mentioned them, so I wanted to give them a shout out. And I was like, just check they'd been like active and they have like just before Christmas and they're very good. So well, there you go then. Well, there you go then, team. It has come to a lovely end. I don't know how long this podcast is, but thank you very much for coming out, boys. Thanks right, for having us. Yeah, it's lovely. So you've got a you've got a new single out, which is called Delusion. Delusion. Yes, Delusion. Yeah. And uh, you do you have any videos and stuff planned for that as it's coming through? Um, we were supposed to have a music video, um, but obviously COVID's. Mm-hmm. It, it, we were supposed to do like a few fighters type kind of um, my hero okay, cool. going to go for that vibe but then it kind of got cancelled but we're still working on it so that, that's sure. not a no we're plus I'm sure that it. I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of posts on our on our oh, Instagram yeah. and Facebook and things so definitely keep up to date with it if you're interested at we will... Coins UK on every social media including TikTok <laughs> beautiful there we go yeah at Coins UK check them out and definitely on Spotify as well yeah make sure you go stream their new single and show some love for the team over there and thank you very much for listening if you've got this far through I think this might be a, probably our longest one of the season so far mm. I which think it, I think it is. I think it probably is. So thank you for listening. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, do all that bollocks. And then if you're on Apple Podcast, little subscribe button at the top, that'd also be nice. Leave a review at the bottom. Would be lovely. And thank you all for being here. Thank you, lads. And we'll see everyone on the other side. Peace. <laughs>